listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us again this week. Today we're going to be featuring uh, some recordings by a tenor saxophone player who was pretty well known during the swing era and whose career extended well into the 1970s, but uh, never really received a lot of fame, didn't lead any particularly successful bands on his own, but he was a great sideman. The fellow I'm talking about is named Vito Musso, great tenor saxophone player. He was born in 1913 in Palermo, Sicily, uh, came over to the United States with his family about 1920 and uh, was playing clarinet and saxophone throughout the 1920s. By the middle 1930s, he was leading a band, co-leading a band with Stan Kenton on the West Coast. Uh, and that went reasonably well, I guess, but uh, his talents as a jazz improviser were recognized pretty early and Benny Goodman hired him for his band in about 1936-37, actually a little bit after that, about 1937 going into 1938. He was a very exciting improviser in the Coleman Hawkins tradition, uh, but he was not a great music 
prolific reader at the time. I don't think he ever became a really good one, but he uh, certainly became better than he was. Uh, Goodman almost had to fire him because he couldn't play the section parts, which was very important to the Goodman band sound, but his improvisations were so uh, exciting and compelling that Goodman made allowances for him that he didn't for many other musicians. After Goodman, uh, Goodman's uh, famous Carnegie Hall concert in January of 1938, uh, Gene Krupa left the band to form his own orchestra and took Muso with him, and some of his early recordings have great view to Muso solos. We're going to be listening to some of those on another podcast coming up. Uh, he went to Harry James's band after that, and then he went back to Goodman, then back to James. For a little while, he led his own band. He took over the remnants of the Bunny Berrigan band for a while, too. Uh, so he uh, he got around in the 1930s and into the 40s. But by the 1940s, he was uh, more of a small group player on uh, the East Coast primarily, although we'll hear a recording he did on the West Coast as well. Uh, one of his most famous band associations is the one that brought him back to the West Coast, which was rejoining Stan Kenton's band and recording Artistry and Rhythm, that great tenor solo on there, as well as some other ones, too. So we started out with uh, one of the latest recordings we're going to hear today. This was a, uh, a date that was done in 1954 for uh, Atlantic, I believe. This was uh, under the title of Jess Stacy and the Famous Sidemen, doing a tribute to Benny Goodman. Most of these players had played with Benny Goodman, and they did a sequence of tunes that were uh, associated with the King of Swing. Uh, interestingly, there's only one clarinet solo on the whole album and Goodman's Goodbye theme song called Goodbye. We started out with the King Porter Stomp, a kind of a, uh, an adapted arrangement of the big band arrangement by Fletcher Henderson. We heard on that uh, uh, Ziggy Elman on trumpet playing the, uh, well, playing the only trumpet, the lead parts and the solos. With him in the brass section was Murray McEachern on trombone. Heine Bow played alto sax and clarinet. Vito Musso on tenor sax. Chuck Gentry on baritone sax. Just Stacy, the leader, on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Eddie Shapiro on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums. And we're going to hear another from that uh, session coming up in just a couple of minutes. That was from April 15th of 1954. Then we went to more of a jam session uh, atmosphere and a tune familiar to jazz fans, I Found a New Baby. This was done in November of 1945 for the Sunset label, a small jazz label in Los Angeles, actually Hollywood, that uh, produced a lot of great jazz recordings. Many uh, around the person of the very young Andre Previn on piano. He was only about 16 or 17 at the time. He did a number of trio recordings and solo piano recordings and some band recordings like this one. This was a group that was ostensibly led by the alto sax player Willie Smith, who was at the time, I believe, with Harry James band. He just left Jimmy Lunsford. And this also featured Howard McGee on trumpet, Vito Musso again on tenor sax, Andre Previn on piano, Eddie Safransky on bass, and Lee Young on drums. That was I Found a New Baby. This is going to be a pretty uh, lively show today because uh, Musso, despite having such a big, warm, sort of classic tenor sax sound, didn't featured too often on ballads for some reason. He was obviously much more comfortable on up-tempo things, and we're going to be hearing quite a few of those. So the next tune we're going to hear is from that Jess Stacy Benny Goodman session, and it's a, a, a version of the Mary Lou Williams tune Rollum, which will feature more good solos all around, particularly a good one by Vito Musso. After that, we're going to go to Savoy, the uh, recording label, small recording label, active uh, in New York in the mid to late 1940s. Generally, we think of this as, uh, at this point anyway, as a bebop label. It was um, uh, the label where... Um, 
Charlie Parker made some of his greatest early recordings, and many others as well. But Vito Musso did some particularly nice things on here. He was on two sessions, one of which he led, and we're going to be hearing that one right now. So this is Vito Musso and his orchestra, I suppose. I'm not sure what the actual name of the band uh, was on the label, but um, Vito was the leader. And with him in this group, we're going to hear... Kai Winding and uh, Gene Rowland on trombones. I think it's Kai Winding who takes the solos. Uh, Vito, of course, on tenor sax. Boots Masoli from Milford, Massachusetts on alto sax. He was with the Kenton Band at the time. Marty Napoleon on piano. Eddie Safransky on bass. And Denzel Best on drums. And this comes from February 25th of 1946. And uh, we're going to hear four tunes from that session. We're going to hear Moose in a Caboose, Moose on the Loose, My Joanne, and Vito in a Jam. The first two were uh, credited to Vito Musso. Actually, the first one, Moose in a Caboose, is credited to Vito Musso. Moose on the Loose is a Gene Rowland tune. My Joanne was apparently by Boots Musilli. And Vito in a Jam was by someone named Herman. I'm not sure who that was. It was not Woody Herman. But uh, uh, all of these are good thinly disguised standard jazz tunes that feature a lot of blowing uh, in the very late swing style with a little bit of uh, bebop thrown in. Boots Masoli was right on the line of uh, late swing and bebop. So that will be our uh, set coming up. We're going to hear Jess Stacy and his all-star sidemen doing Roland, and then Vito Musso and his orchestra, Moose in a Caboose, Moose on the Loose, My Joanne, and Vito in a Jam.
There we have Vito Musso, great tenor saxophone player, uh, on two different sessions. We started out with Jess Stacy and the All-Star Sideman doing a tribute to Benny Goodman from 1954. And that featured, uh, the tune was Rollum. And that featured, in addition to Vito Musso on tenor sax, Murray McEckern on trombone, Ziggy Elman on uh, trumpet, and, of course, Jess Stacy on piano. And in the midst there, we heard some interesting ins and outs with a baritone saxophone played by Chuck Gentry, a good cut-down arrangement of that. I don't know who did the arrangements for that day, but they were very well done for Atlantic Records. The one session featured uh, Vito, one session featured Babe Russin, and another session was just a piano trio. So we may play the rest of that at some point coming up. Then we went over to Savoy Records on February 25th of 1946, and this was uh, booked as by the Vito Musso All-Stars in this case, and it included Kai Winding and Gene Rowland on trombones, Boots Masoli on alto sax, Marty Napoleon on piano, Eddie Safransky on bass, and Denzel Best on drums, with the leader, Vito Musso, taking the lion's share of space on tenor sax. Moose and a Caboose was the first tune, that was based on Honeysuckle Rose and uh, featured all, all Vito all the time. A couple of key changes there, built up to a pretty uh, storm and climax. He was a really intense player, uh, very rhythmic and very driving, and that's why band leaders like Goodman and Harry James, Gene Krupa, valued him so highly, I think. Then we heard Moose on the Loose, a blues tune by Gene Rowland, and that featured uh, both trombone players. I think it was Gene Rowland first and Kai Winding after that, and in between we heard some good Boots Masuli on alto sax and Marty Napoleon on piano. Marty Napoleon later played with uh, the Louis Armstrong All-Stars. His brother, Teddy Napoleon, was a longtime pianist with Gene Krupa's band. Then we did hear the one ballad we're going to hear today, My Joanne, actually one of two, I should say. That was by Boots Masuli and featured uh, Vito Musso all the way through there with a very lovely tune. We have to uh, regret that he didn't do more of that in his recorded career. Very good player in that style. Then we finished up with Vito in a Jam, which was probably based on Exactly Like You, and the same chord changes are very similar at any rate. And we heard, again, two trombone players. I think, uh, I, I'm not sure which was which in this case. I think it was Gene Rowland first and then Kai Winding, but not sure about that. Anyway, both of them very bebop-influenced, as was Boots Masoli, who, as I said, came from Milford, Massachusetts, ended up playing for a number of years with Stan Kenton's band before returning home and leading some student bands and becoming quite a legend in the local scene. So we're going to move on now and play uh, the next four tunes, also from Savoy Records, from the next day, in fact, February 26th of 1946. And uh, this was uh, billed as by Eddie Safransky and his All-Stars, although one tune was Eddie Safransky's quartet. Uh, Eddie Safransky's All-Stars, collectively, are Leonard Hawkins on trumpet, who only appears in one tune and you can barely hear him, uh, Gene Rowland again on trombone, Sanford Gold on piano, who recorded uh, a number sessions for Savoy, a uh, couple of great bebop sessions, some fine things with Don Bias as well, uh, Eddie Safransky, the leader on bass, Denzel Best on drums, Len Davis on alto sax, an African-American uh, sax player who is best known probably for his work with the Eddie Haywood sextet, and here plays some fine solos and uh, is credited with one number, which we'll tell you about, and of course Vito Muso on tenor sax. So we're going to start out with Basology, which is a Boots Masoli tune, even though Boots was not on this date. Uh, then we're going to go to a ballad, uh, Spellbound, um, that was um, 
credited on one label to David, but I believe it was actually Davis, uh, Lem Davis. I'm not sure about that, but that was by the uh, Eddie Safransky Quartet, which was just Vito and the Rhythm Section, another very pretty-sounding piece there. Then a definite uh, Lem Davis tune called Lem Migo, uh, and that's just the two saxophones with the Rhythm Section. And then we're going to end up with Jam Session at Savoy, a Kai Winding tune, but again, without Kai Winding. He wasn't there. He was on the day before, so an interesting kind of mix-and-match session here. So those will be our four tunes, all for Savoy Records on February 26th of 1946. The Eddie Safransky All-Stars, Basology, Spellbound, Lem Migo, and the Jam Session at the Savoy.
We started out with a session for Savoy Records, February 26th of 1946, the Eddie Safransky All-Stars. Basology, uh, blues by uh, Boots Masoli, uh, and that featured uh, certainly Vito Musso on tenor sax, who was sort of the star of the date, I think. Lem Davis on alto sax. We heard Gene Rowland on trombone. He was actually uh, a multi-instrumentalist, who I think was playing valve trombone on this date, so he might have been uh, the more fleet of the two trombone soloists on the other one. Uh, he was the chief arranger for Stan Kenton, other than Stan Kenton himself, and he spent most of his career with that band, and that's where he made the acquaintance of Vito Musso, certainly. We also heard Sanford Gold on piano doing some marvelous work on this session, uh, Leonard Hawkins doing some ensemble trumpet playing, Denzel Best on bass, and the leader Eddie Safransky on, uh, Denzel Best on drums, excuse me, and the leader Eddie Safransky on bass. So after Basology, we went to that very dreamy kind of ballad tune, uh, Spellbound, and that was by Eddie Safransky's Quartet, which was just Vito Musso, along with Sanford Gold, uh, Safransky, and Denzel Best. Then we heard that Lem Davis tune, Lem Migo, which was a uh, kind of a duet for the two saxophones, uh, Lem Davis on alto and Vito on tenor, with the rhythm section and some good piano in there in the midst as well. And we finished out with Jam Session at Savoy, and uh, that featured all the horns. Uh, as I said, some particularly good piano playing. Sanford Gold is not remembered too well, but he was a good session musician for a very brief time uh, for Savoy and a couple of other labels, and uh, did some, some very good work. I'm going to be playing a podcast, uh, or doing a podcast, rather, of Don Bias coming up, which will feature some Sanford Gold. Then we had some time, so I threw in one tune from an album that uh, Vito Musso did in 1958. It was released in 1959. It was kind of a, on the cusp of, of, of R&B, rock and roll, jazz, what have you. It was called The Swingin'est, featuring Vito Musso. And uh, we heard uh, The Backstreet Boogie. We're going to finish up our show with two other tunes from that date. He did a couple of albums for, uh, I think it was the Modern label at the time, and uh, they were reasonably good dance type records that uh, I guess had some currency. He was sort of plowing the same furrow that uh, Louis Prima and um, Sam Butera were doing at the same time without the vocals and the clowning and the showmanship but with the same type of playing. So that band, we don't know who was exactly in that band, but it was some of uh, the Stan Kenton fellows, including Maynard Ferguson and Chico Alvarez on trumpets. Uh, no solos in there. Uh, Milton Bernard on trombone. Willard McDaniel on piano. He got some good piano innings on there. Bob White, or Bobby White on drums. And possibly Jackie Mills on drums on some of the sides as well. Don't know who else was in there. There was a, at least one or two more saxophonists and certainly a bass player, and etc. But they weren't credited on the album. So we're going to finish up with two more tunes from that album. We're going to do a kind of an odd one, I think. Uh, this is a tune that was popular in the 1930s as a ballad. Uh, um, Red McKenzie and Mildred Bailey both recorded this, Emmeline, uh, and it was still a ballad in the 1950s when Eddie Condon's band was recording it, but this was definitely not a ballad. This is a much more up-tempo thing featuring Vito Musso. And then we're going to end up the program with... Uh, a, a very abbreviated version of the Benny Goodman arrangement of Sing, 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 which, of course, on the uh, Carnegie Hall concert featured Vito Musso playing a solo before Benny Goodman and Gene Krupa got into it, and just Stacy too, for that matter. And so that will be the, the last bit of our Vito Musso show. So I hope you enjoyed this. My name is John Clark. This is the Jazz Focus, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. So thank you very much, and tune in again next week. Thank <laughs> you.